he ever coming back? We don't know if Mike's ever coming back. That's a great question. I really apparently apparently when we move the podcast day, it'll help. I don't believe him. I think he'll make a return. What he talks about when he comes back is going to be the big question. I think what we're going to talk about when he comes back is going to be. A big <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing with his life. I I just I feel like by the time he comes back, he's going to be like a new man, just totally different. Maybe have a beard. Can you imagine Mike with a huge beard? He just looks like Karl Marx now. He just totally embodies him, like just completely, just long ass hair, long ass beard. Or he looks like that ugly thing from uh, what was it Three Hundred with the crip huge back? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? The um, the the one they didn't let in his army. Leonidas didn't let him in because he was so yeah. ugly. Well, no, because he didn't have like you know. No, nope. He saw the fucking boil on his back <laughs> pulse and he said, "Absolutely not! If you think I'm standing behind that in line, no, sir, not me." He's lucky Dr. Pimple Popper wasn't around at that time because she would have just – that would have got her most views of all time. Do you like those videos? No. They're absolutely disgusting. It's even worse when you're scrolling TikTok and they just happen to come across your fucking – I kind of like them. I kind of like them. They're, they're, they're like oddly – I don't like the ones where they have to cut for it, but just the regular pop ones, I kind of I kind of fuck with it. There was one that I've seen before where it's like a, a vet – was doing it to a horse it just looked like the horse just had a normal size like meaty chest and then they go and then out comes a fucking milky looking shit and i literally <laughs> almost throw up every single time and they always come across my fucking algorithm it's golf it's probably call of duty stuff butts every so often and horse fucking semen coming out of its chest <laughs> Just just a bunch of horse semen coming out of the chest. What are you? <laughs> I think it's pus. Semen definitely is not it because if that's how that works, my whole life is a lie. You got, but, you got, I, I mean, I get it. One day I was scrolling Pornhub and I accidentally clicked on this video, but give me a break, guys. I get it. Exposed. So fucking exposed. <laughs> this is why I don't go on TikTok anymore. <laughs> I had no idea the two were related. The advertisements, I get. If I'm going, I'm searching on Amazon for a new fan, sure, that'll pop up. But really? Horse cum? Pornhub? Are you serious? This, this is what it's coming to? Get out of my life. <laughs> and I was just looking up horse cock. That's all I was looking up. It was supposed to be. <laughs> it was purely out of curiosity, I've heard. They call them hammer dicks. <laughs> they have the biggest fucking schlongs of any animal on the earth. And then I was proved wrong when I saw a whale penis. <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest, if we're comparing things, the horse isn't really packing. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Imagine you getting fucking slanged by that thing. Just It fucking just whips you just straight up knocks you right out <laughs> that, that's not gonna feel good it's like getting hit by a giant ring baloney it's like getting hit by Dwayne the rock johnson just full punch just one of his quad muscles oh could you imagine getting kicked in the face by the rock no that would hurt you know what else is like fucking crazy hmm. remember that uh i don't know if we talked about this do you remember that uh was it that Oklahoma football player that got his fucking dick kicked in by that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the viral video of the little yeah. MMA kid. 
I'll tell you what. Now that shit's fucking scary because that kid that he first of all he turns to his friend and he goes, "Which one do you want?" And then he jumps on him like a goddamn spider monkey in cowboy boots. That would be the last person I would ever expect to kick my teeth in. Well, the coolest part of that whole thing was when, because he checked himself for it was you know you know those like real life moments that feel like they're a part of a movie, like it feels like a real movie's playing out. He checked himself and whoever the football player was must have hit him beforehand because he had a bloody nose. He he checked his nose, looked at it, did like a little snuff and smacked the shit out of him with that hand and then just dropped his ass. And then the second dude got the other guy in a headlock and threw his head up against the wall. Like, could have killed him. <laughs> Probably. And, you know, and that's what I mean is like, you never fucking know and people are unpredictable and I would almost... I think I'd rather know what I'm getting into getting kicked in the head by Dwayne, the rock Johnson versus not knowing and getting beat up by somebody in cowboy boots. I mean, I would definitely take my chance with the cowboy cowboy boots guy. Like if they did like a lineup and they said, which one of these guys you want to kick your ass, you're picking the cowboy. boots Wait, that's, guy. That's what I mean though. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean though. It's unpredictable. Sure. Sure. I get you. I get you. It's who would you rather get punched in the face by? Full like full force like un like uncorks. Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Conor McGregor just straight up straight punch to the dome one shot and that's it. There's like two very different people because it's like you got Dwayne the Rock Johnson who probably has a movie quality punch. Yeah, and then you got Conor McGregor who's got a real life octagon punch. Don't forget, um, what's his name was Hercules. Dwayne the Rock Johnson was Hercules. It's an awful movie. And the Scorpion King. I don't know why you always bring up the Scorpion King. That's an awful movie that just has to be forgotten. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hercules is just as bad, but who would you rather get punched by? If I'm taking my chances, I think no matter what, you're, you're ending up with a broken jaw. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're fucked either way. If you don't want the rest of your head to cave in, I'm probably going Conor McGregor, honestly. Really? I don't know. You think about the amount of fucking performance-enhancing drugs Dwayne The Rock Johnson is on. The dude walks around with a full-on chain around his neck. He lifts with a chain around his neck the entire time. Sure, but that just life. But but workout strength isn't the same as knockout strength, and I feel like yeah, but it's still strength. It's it's hauling around a seventy-pound arm, probably. But do you think do, do you think he can uncork? Is what I'm saying. Like we know McGregor yes. can. Un- yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You you ever see those punching bag things at the bar? Yeah. And everybody, when you're hammered, you're like, I'm gonna hit it the hardest. Yeah. yeah. And you end up hitting, getting like a fucking one twelve as your score. Then the girl, so, all the girls that you're with, just leaves you for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. I could see both the Rock and McGregor maxing that out on a punch. But. I think the residual force of the rest of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's arm is going to put that fist through the back of your head when McGregor's is just going to break your jaw. That's fair. I'm actually going to take The Rock. I'm taking The Rock. I just, I just, I, I, I McGregor's got a scary tattoo on his uh, chest and he's got a what's it called? He's got one of those over the um, belly button tattoos. And if the, you have one of those, you have to back it up. And he backs it up. I want no part of McGregor. And he's Irish, which is just scary. I will say it though, and this isn't a promo, but uh, what's his fucking 
he is at a proper ten, proper 12 proper 12 and they donate a bunch of money good for like for somebody that's really scary great great charity fund yeah I, i've heard he does good work with charity not a great guy not a great track record but hey nice charity and that's all you can really hope for i'd hang out with him yeah i'd probably hang out with him too all right we got off topic uh let's start the pod Well, I went out for like the first time in a while. That was fun. Oh, did you? Where'd you go out at? I was down in DC visiting some friends. Were you seeing your sister or were you just visiting friends? I did see my sister very momentarily. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> just a passing. Hello. All right. That's enough. Yeah, pretty much. But so I, I got to tell you, we went, we went to the smokehouse place. Okay. And the chef was a competitive like barbecue chef, right? Okay. And we get me and my friend named Goose, we got this platter. We split it. it was, the platter was called a whole lot of Q, which okay. is setting you up for arguably probably the best barbecue ever, but just because that's what the Q is, a whole lot of Q. Yeah. Um, $75 for that platter, but you get like five ounces of 10 different kinds of meats. You get like, I think, eight different types of barbecue sauces or like, you know, I think there was just like a bunch of different fucking flavors. Okay. And then four sides. And we didn't even make a fucking dent in that. How thing. much money is that? He said 75 bucks for the whole thing. Wow. That ain't bad at all. No, really. It really isn't. And like, I wish I remembered the place. I would love to shout them out. Not like it really matters, but. Yeah, no one listens. An absurd amount of food, honestly. And then, and then we walked it back to his place, whatever we had in, like, uh, whatever we had boxed up. And then we went out. And then the bartender, I guess, became best friends with one of our friends that was there. And he was feeding us shots like there was no tomorrow. I walked in and I had fucking three screwball shots lined up for me. I go, good God. You were walking sideways, huh? Oh, yeah. That was a rough morning the next day. I'll tell you. Oh, so wait, wait. So this whole thing was day drinking. No, 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 no. No, this no. was night drinking. Next day was day drinking. You rebounded. You wow. Yeah, I came back and I, I was fucking came in firing. But we, I had this conversation with you. I said I knew I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. When you surpass, I want to say like 23 years old, the day drink is undefeated. Undefeated. I, I have always been a huge day drinking advocate. It has been top of my priority list when coming to drinking because – and, here, and here's why. There's no logic behind drinking at night. There's no logic. It doesn't actually make no, sense. No. Because recovering from a hangover, what do you think? It's like a, it's a solid 10-hour adventure. Yeah. I mean, if you're lucky, that's all yeah. it is. Like, that, like, by the time you go to bed, like you, let's say you have a full night out. You're out till 2, 2 a.m. Yeah. And by the time you get to sleep, it's by like 3.30 Mm-hmm. You're going to wake up at like eight because you can't feel your mouth. It's so fucking sure. dry. Yeah. You're dehydrated. You probably have to pee. That's going to be orange. And then next thing you know, you're fucking on and off napping all day. And then at 7 p.m. you're like, fuck, I still feel like shit. Yeah. It's a full day affair. Well, yeah. I mean, for me anyways, this is how my routine usually goes. So like you said, get back around two o'clock. You're not actually going to bed until three because obviously you get drunk and you're like, you know what? 
I'm going to chef me up something. You get nothing close to how you envision that food's going to be like. What usually ends up happening for me anyways, I get a bunch of pasta, put it in a, um, put it in a pot, put the water on the pot, you know what I mean? Get ready for it to go. 40 minutes pass, realize never turned the, uh, never turned it on. So didn't, you know what I mean? Nothing happened. It's just wet pasta at this point. That's or, still hard. Or you fall asleep and then next thing you know, it's, you know, your pasta's destroyed. The pan's destroyed. You fall asleep with your hand in the pasta while it's boiling. You're that drunk. You wake up. Ah! You wake up. Oh, I peed myself. <laughs> you <laughs> that don't old, even that care. old sleepover trick. You don't even care that your hand is just on fire. Oh, fuck. Guys, come on. Not again. Who, who put my hand in the boiling water? Was you it? did, Adam, you drunk bastard. <laughs> oh, Mike. Was it you? Come on. You always get me with this one. But to, to cycle back, though, like, think about, like, what we did in college. Like, oh, I was an animal. Dude, I would work till, like, 9.30. I would come home, I'd shower, you'd start pre-gaming at like 10. People would come over, everybody's fucking drinking, it's 11.30, you get out to your bars, and then when you get there, there's always a deal until midnight, so you're ordering 13 drinks off the jump, or fucking shots, for all my East Stroudsburg people, swift kicks, Yeah. ruin your life, so you'd get like 20 of those, probably do three quarters of them, give the other ones away. And then you're still drinking until 2 p.m. And then there's always an after party in college. So then you're just up till four. Yeah. And then if you're still awake at that point, you're probably just an idiot because like your whole next day is ruined. Ruined. What What are your okay? This is a different question from the um, from the day drinking thing. What's your ideal pre gaming time when you're going out at night? Because I I know you just said like 10 o'clock. That makes me stressed out. I usually like to be on my way to a bar by about 10:30. I, I like getting there around like 1045 because then you're the earlier – you're the early late cl- uh, crowd, if that makes sense. Or, yeah. the, or, yeah. or you're the late early crowd. That's what I should say. You're the late early crowd. So, like, then you sure. can still get to the bar early and get all that stuff. My – I like I like being – I pre the pre-ga- I pregame the pregame. That's what I've, I've known to do. So, like, mm-hmm. 839 – I'm ready by eight. You know what I mean? Have an hour to pregame by myself. And then at around nine thirty, ten, like nine thirty nine, that's when I like to go. That's a, like, it's very funny you say that because my buddy sent me a meme today, golf meme, but, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. It's a lunchtime beer meme, Fun. but pretty much it basically says like, um, is like when the, when that beer at lunchtime went down a little too smoothly, Things are now in motion. They cannot be undone. So let's say for me, when you're pre-gaming the pre-game, if you really want to get in the mood, let's say you t- throw on a couple so- a couple songs, you got a good playlist going to get you kind of amped mm-hmm. up. There's always like those few songs that get in, you fucking jazzed to start drinking. And then yeah. once that first beer goes down, you're like, oh, I am blacking out tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 exactly. What we would always do is – me, Mike, and Jacob would always pregame the pregame at our apartment, and we would just be hanging out, and we would just put on YouTube videos. And if there's a couple funny-ass YouTube videos in a row, next thing you know, three YouTube videos go by. You're six deep already, and you're ready for that pregame. And you're also ready to next, die. Next thing you know, somebody's throwing on, like, either a Power Hour YouTube video. We did that a lot in grad school. We did that, yeah. Well, all the stuff. 
all of a sudden, like, I'd have a roommate walk in with their fucking speaker, and they'd be playing Thunderstruck, and he'd be like, it's fucking on. And then next thing you know, I'm wearing a lampshade, and I'm punching Mike in the face just a nonstop. Or we have a we used to have a lucha mask, and notoriously put on the lucha mask, and always would try to fight Mike. Always. There's a video of me just I I made him fight me one time, and I said you can attack me with whatever you want. I will strictly karate chop you and flying flying kick you, like doing like karate kid stuff. I kicked his ass, kicked his ass. The video is great. We'll have to show it on the podcast one time. To be fair. I don't see Mike really putting up much of a fight in that circumstance. I was just whooping his ass, whooping his ass. You had ass. him in a corner. You got him to the corner where he yeah. just smokes his cigarette by the window. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, I made it fair. I made it fair. I, I hit the, the, the thing that opened it up was I did a spin kick, and he didn't know what I was doing. He was like, what is he doing? Took him by surprise, spin kicked, and I landed straight in his stomach. And he went, and he just went down. Just all the wind went out of his stomach, and that was pretty much it. Serious question, because I know I make a joke about it a lot. Does Mike actually smoke cigarettes? Uh, no comment while Mike is not on the podcast. I, I can neither confirm or deny. We'll, we'll, we'll let Mike defend himself. We'll let Mike defend himself. I mean, does he roll his own? We will let, Mike, we will let Mike decide for himself if he would like to disclose what information he would like to disclose on this podcast. As he said in, as he said in his little infomercial in the beginning of the last one, he has been very honest. I will give him the floor for things like that. Because we definitely make that, or and by we, I mean me. I make that joke about him literally like at least every other podcast. Yeah, that he looks like the type um, that would do it. Yeah, like yeah. leather jacket, real tight jeans. Does he wear high boots? He wears high boots. Every time I've ever brought him to a party, people always ask, who is that kid who just stands in the corner? Happens every single time every single time I'm like oh that's my buddy mike i brought him and well meanwhile mike's just looking at everybody with like this just from the corner just drinking <laughs> just, just looking up yeah. <laughs> uh, but circling back to your point yeah day drinking is absolutely elite because you get a full time to recover to come back and if you want you can even drink at night or if you don't want you get to wake up watch a movie, go right back to bed, and you are fine for the next day. I was just about to say that. There's probably nothing, like, better than, like, like, you go home, you're probably, like, getting, like, some pizza or something, and then, like, you'll fall asleep for, like, three, four hours, and again, you're going to wake up because your mouth is dry, but it's still only, like, 8 p.m. at this mm-hmm. point, 9 p.m., and you're going to throw on probably, like, Disney+, Plus, watch, like, a feel-good movie, maybe maybe Moana. Moana yeah. is always a good one. Love Moana. Make puts you in your spirits, makes you feel good. Not some, they're not bad You're songs. Have stuff at all. You're welcome. Yeah. No, no, none of that. And uh, then, yeah, but next thing you know, you know, it's 11 30, 12. You're up a little bit later than you'd like, but you're feeling all right. You had some water, some Gatorade. You probably ordered some sweets or insomnia cookies just to kind of get yep. your sweet, sweet tooth in there. Mm-hmm. And you wake up the next day and you're powering through your Sunday like it's any other Sunday. It's lovely. I, I very much enjoy day drinking. I want to uh, move to the next topic, though, and I'm going to kind of – I know we were going to talk about The Bachelor originally next, but one quick other relationship that I'm sure you, uh, you saw on Twitter that has been roller coaster ride. Alice Rodriguez and um, – uh, who, who, is, who is he married Hello. to? J-Lo, thank you. 
J-Rod is what they, they call it. Yeah, they were breaking up and now they're going to work for it. I mean, an emotional roller coaster. It, it's they're a power couple. I would be upset if they would have divorced. Well, think think about how much capital they probably own together. Yeah. I mean, they almost like were in the same group to buy a baseball team. Well, she's she's just so he's so supportive of her and they're always so happy. So well, I would be sad. Well, I was talking about that uh, a couple podcasts ago. This was like uh, back, you know, I'm at one of those, uh, what's it called, award-winning listeners for, for part of my take as well. And they were covering Rough and Rowdy when Billy was getting ready to fight Jose Canseco. So they interviewed gotcha. Jose Canseco. And Jose Canseco said that he has some beef with A-Rod. And then he was trying to spill that he cheats on J-Lo. And I was like, oh, no way. Not a fucking chance. So you think you might have had a little dirt cheat thing here, and you think that Jose Canseco is going to spill some beans. Yeah, I mean, he is a fucking dirt bag, so. How, how stupid do you have to be to on, – on a rating system, is J-Lo the most attractive? She's 50, right? Uh, if she is, she's still a fox. It doesn't really matter. That's what I was going to say. Is she, is she the most attractive 50-year-old woman? Of all time, um, or is it Jennifer Aniston? I would say Jennifer Aniston's got to be in that. What in about that Shakira? Shakira is up there too. Yeah, like I mentioned, this is another podcast too. Her and Shakira absolutely crushed that Super Bowl performance. Maybe not the performance, but they danced like hell, and I was staring at that. How much? How much of them is plastic? If I held a candle to their face, how much of it would melt off? Of them, I don't do. I don't know. I mean, I could probably see like some Botox like here and there, just like what every celebrity is going to do, kind of get the aging process to slow down a little bit. But yeah, there is nothing fake about those butts. Okay. Question. You got Jennifer Aniston, you got JLo and you got Shakira out of all of them, which one is the most natural. And if you had to marry one right now, who would you marry? I mean, most natural, I think, is always going to be Jen Ann. For Me sure. too. I don't think she got much work done. I don't think you it's know, much. And, and, you know, if you want to dive into the archives, go on my Instagram page, you'll see that I was a devote Women Crush Wednesday poster of Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, you're, you are trying. That's for sure. I mean, I wasn't getting anywhere, but I sure do love her. Yeah, I'm still trying. Yeah. Yeah, I am. What, what is that movie that she's in with uh, Jason Sudeikis and they're, you know, getting a – Kind of deliver like a bunch of weed or drugs or whatever. In uh, I uh, we're the Millers, right? Yes, that's really convenient. Yeah. To be your last name. <laughs> um, but still, wow, that was weird. Um, <laughs> but her in that movie, like, just still confirmed she still got it, and then she makes out with the redhead kid, and that's fucking okay. Annoying. Better question to make put you more on the spot. F one, marry one, kill one, but those same three people. Um, well, I think we just kind of said it. I think I would definitely marry Jennifer Aniston. Um, and the other two are probably going to be a toss up. I'm thinking purely about circumference of the lower extremities. Um, JLo has a fat PHAT hiney, and I think I'm going to just crush her or you know she might crush me honestly and then i probably have to kill shakira just because someone from music i don't really like listening to 
Like Hipstone Lie is a lot to handle. Um, her voice gets a little bit up there. I don't know if I'd want to listen to that a whole lot. Um, yeah, so that was my explanation. Phenomenal. Let's let's get into the Bachelor. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I have zero rebuttal. Uh, bachelor, <laughs> terrible episode. Honestly, worst episode worst, so far. Worst finale I think I've ever seen, especially because of how it wrapped up. Um, if you weren't listening to the last two episodes, we already knew who was fucking winning. Everyone knew. Everyone yeah. knew. Um, that but, for 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 the record, every time we bleeped ourselves out when we said who we knew was going to win, we knew for, I think five weeks now, like a definite, you knew, I know we, we, I think collectively assumed. And then in the last like two episodes, I said, I know, but yeah, I would like, first of all, I had a scoop. I had a scoop. Yeah. Matt may have like just fucked the show. Honestly, um, not like for any particular reason, but because of how it ended, I think morally that like what, if we talked about before with like the parents, like understanding, like they should not be getting engaged after this. I think Matt probably heard that in some, in an essence, and was like, you know what, that's probably smart. And I probably should not get engaged to this woman, but we can continue to date and then we'll be a little bit more exclusive. And that makes sense, mm-hmm. but that's not what the show is about. The show yeah. is not about, yeah, let's date. It's about let's do this fucking competition for eight weeks. I'm going to make out with 32 of you and then I'm going to get married. Well, let's, let's focus on some positive. I mean, the, the clear winner of the episode is Matt's brother. The, who's literally just looks like the evil alter ego. Not, not even the evil. He just looks like Matt's alter ego. First of all, shows up rocking a sick ass grill, cool ass dreads. He's just straight up does not give a fuck about the show at all. Just, just zero fucks. Doesn't even he in the beginning. He's trying. He's really trying to play the role. By the time Rachel comes in, he just phones it in. You can just tell he's reading off the cue cards, and he just gave up. I'm going to say it, and this is no disrespect to you know a fallen rapper, but you put Nipsey Hussle and Colin Kaepernick in a bed, and they're conceiving a baby. You're getting Matt's brother. Which is a good combination. Good for him. That's a solid get for Matt's brother. Elite, elite genes. I want phenomenal hair. Yeah, I want and great music ability and, yeah. ath- and athletic. I want I want Matt's brother to be the next Bachelor, solely for the purpose of just him just not giving a fuck and just going with the flow. His questions to the girls were literally just so generic. He phoned it in so hard. I loved every second of it. And one, one little nugget, and I tweeted this out. It actually got a decent it, – it was, it was, it's been our best tweet yet. If you don't follow us yet on Twitter, at SAAPod, uh, definitely follow us. Check us out. Um, nice. Good plug. Thanks. No problem. I've been, I've been meaning to plug that. Um, <laughs> but um, I tweeted out, if you watch – so in the beginning of the Michelle one, he's got a full-ass glass of wine. End of it, by the time she leaves, it's done. By the time Rachel comes, full ass glass of wine. By the time he asked Rachel to go back and like have the conversation, gone again. He has another cup when it's just the three of them sitting there. He is obliterated at one point. They do a zoom on his face, and he's slumped. And he's just he's just nodding his head, having no idea what's going on. He is. He heard the only reason he was there is because he heard there was free alcohol. Hundred percent. That's that's like 
his mom is being put through a blender of emotion and then he's just getting <laughs> fucking forged. He goes, you mean this, this, this is free. I, I can have as much as I as want. As much. Just go crazy. As much as you want, Jonathan. As much as you want. Oh boy. <laughs> how um, much, how much you can just, just fill it up. We got like three bot, three off, off for me. I can just, are you sure? I can, all right. Don't tell me twice. Hey. Yeah, seriously. Like, hey, it was guys, funny though because um, when he was, they're like, "Hey guys, uh, Matt's uh, Matt's brother kind of drank all the wine we have left in the cellar. There's like 15 bottles. That, yeah, I know. We have to end the season today. <laughs> there were two barrels. He got down there. We when we found him, he was comatose next to the second one, empty. We don't know if he's gonna make it. It, what if like every time like it went to him his head was like slowly like nodding back like when you're like on an airplane or like on the couch trying to just stay awake just just each each and eventually his mouth is open each, each time they cut cut to that full shot of all of them he's just more and more slumped until he's just finally just laying down <laughs> mouth open just with a bunch of bottles of wine around him and just a barrel over his head He's just sitting in glass because he knocked his glass off the table. They cut to the very end. They go, Matt might not have found love, but John did. I think his name was John, but John did. Yeah. And it's it's just it's just him and all the other girls who were contestants. And he goes, hey, guys, I'm your next Bachelor. Wow, what a turn of events. Whoa, what a twist. <laughs> Speaking of twists. You know, you know how many times like Matt like picked up the rose and was like, "Oh, uh, no. yeah." That's what I felt like he did to Michelle. She pulled out those youth oh. basketball customized jerseys. Those you can't even get those for AAU anymore. That was a good tweet and, by you. That was a good tweet by you. Yeah, that's like I honestly felt so bad that he was like, "Yeah, these are cool," and I really think that this is like this is what life is about having a teammate. And the next thing he knows, middle school basketball team. She's cut. Her life is- <laughs> she got cut from her own team. She made yeah. the team and got cut from it. She made the jerseys. They designated her as manager, and, <laughs> they, didn't and they, make her, they didn't even. I was gonna say they didn't even make her the manager. They just straight said, "You're not even allowed in the arena." It, she got screwed. I felt she was so happy and so proud of her little thing. And then mm-hmm. her little uh, idea, which was – it was cute. You know what I mean? It was a cute little thing, especially for, like, the camera and everything and end it. It wasn't over the top. You know what I mean? Like, M- Michelle was cool throughout the whole thing. Um, and he just – I mean, one thing you got to credit Matt with, when Matt came in with a plan, he executed that plan every single time. He knew oh, yeah. what he was going to say, and he didn't back down. So I respect Matt for not being a bitch and not backing down from what he felt and what he knew. But mm-hmm. – <sighs> What a pussy. Yeah. I'm so this after the last bunch of episodes, I think it was clear that it just would have made more sense that he dated Michelle. I'm not saying that so much because more they're because they're both people of color or anything like that, but they're like legitimately like best friends. Like that's what you want. Yeah. The yeah. conversation, the dialogue they were having together was like spot on of what you want in a relationship. Meanwhile, like Rachel especially the last few seemed like it was so forced. There was a lot of complaining and like 
I for a minute thought you were right when, like when we talked about this earlier, that he wasn't going to pick anybody. And yeah, I mean, he technically so, didn't. He technically yeah. didn't. So, if you had betting odds, you would have won probably a good chunk of change that he picks nobody. God, yeah. you would have had phenomenal odds actually if you think yeah. about it. I would have killed it. I, that's what I should have done. Um, I'm going to jump to the uh, – well, I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Just going to the Michelle thing. The one thing that I thought was fucked up, you didn't watch the After Hour show, right? You were a little sleepy guy? Yeah. I That's fine. Sleepy. That's fine. So in that, she says that after they went off air, she was like, hey, can I just talk to you for two minutes? I just want to get some clarity. I'm not trying to win you back. You know what I mean? I just – you know what I mean? Because sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need closure. Sure. He straight up said no and wouldn't have the conversation with her from what she told. And when that was revealed, and then he, he gave some half-ass answer like he usually does. You know what I mean? Like very rehearsed, knew exactly what he was going to say. Um, and she forgave him, but that's fucked. That, that wasn't cool. Well, it's like at the end of the day, and I mean – I know there's people out there who really want to believe that this is like for real. And like, Oh, you're right. You're right. I know where you're going. Well, but like, I also like question, like were these girls, like, even though it was like quote unquote fake and scripted and stuff like that, which I'm sure some of it is, they're still spending real time with this guy. Like sure. Looking dude. What, you like, you want to kiss him? No. Would you sure. kiss him? Matt James comes up to you right now and says, Hey, Dimitri, pucker up. You puckering up? No, I'm reaching as high up as I can. Hopefully, I can you know swing and flip his jaw or something. But come here, you. Yeah. Hold on. Wait till I get my step ladder. Grab it. Why I oughta? <laughs> Go get a ladder. You lean it up against him. You're like, just stay there for a second. Pull the sleeves up. <laughs> let me get. Let me climb up this thing. <laughs> that one's for Abigail. Punch him right in the ear. <laughs> no, don't move. I got to get down. This is pretty high up. Hopefully he goes down so you can kind of take, take him to the ground and really drop a couple people's elbows on him. He goes down. All you hear from you is, ah. <laughs> <laughs> or the, that little drop sound. Yeah. And jump into a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was happened what just happened dimitri fell from a crazy height he was like four feet up right into a puddle you never really expected it poor little guy <laughs> um but question for you yeah because i kept seeing the this was like had to be like right after i fell asleep but first of all great start by manuel Acho stepping in i was okay well well, well but before anything else rachel won but she didn't actually win because she didn't get, didn't get proposed to. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Keep going. Okay. First of all, Manuel Alcho, great job stepping in from what I saw. Yeah. Um, I think everybody was a little weary of, I mean, dude, Chris Harrison has been there for 25 years. Sure. But boy, did they fucking call him out right off the fucking rip. Man. And you know, he, he produced it. He produced it. So he called his shots. Um, Crazy. But yeah, dude, you know, you know what Acho was really good at? Flexing through his fucking suit. Well, he's always good at that. If you ever see him on, I think it's what's he on? What's that sports show? Um, Not a clue. He's he's on a sports show. Oh, speak for yourself. He's on speak for yourself. Um, but he did a great job. You know how reality TV hosts are really really scripted. 
like over the top scripted. Like they'll be like, Rachel, how did that make you feel? You might never see Matt again. Like how that verbiage comes out and how their delivery. Like a weather person. Sure. Sure. Yeah. He, um, he did that to a T. The one thing he didn't do well enough, his inflection wasn't there. You know how Chris Harrison's just kind of like smooth, like, yeah, man, what's going on? Like the acting's there. That's the one thing Acha didn't have. But I'll tell you what, I was weary of him because I've seen him on Speak for Yourself, and he's a sports guy through and through, and he's also great at talking about um, different social events. You know what I mean? Like he's, he was, a, he's a big self help guy too. Yeah, like, he's a great like, public speaker. Yeah, super he thoughtful. A, he's the number one selling book too. I'm pretty positive. Yeah, he's super thought provoking. So like, it didn't feel like it was a good fit because I didn't know if he could play the role if that you know what i mean because you got to be kind of corny you got to be corny um and he's not but he did a great job i mean i could see him doing it legitimately i mean the only problem is he is a ginormous human being and i'm not sure if like i see him as i still see him as a football player that's the problem because i remember when he played obviously and everything too especially being a texas fan like i i know i i'm i'm a fan of hachos but I mean, he could do it. He he just has to train himself a little more. I don't know if he wants to do it, but he did a great job. It, do you know if like that's the plan? Is he going to be around? Like no, they're getting they're getting to so another spoiler alert. Do you know who they picked as the Bachelorettes? Was it Katie? Is it Katie? It's, they picked two. So that was their big swerve. They're going to have two seasons at the same time. It's Michelle and Katie. Oh the. I have no idea how they're doing it. Oh, good. Honestly, um, I mean, Katie, I think was our given. You know how I feel about Katie, big Katie fan. But yeah. Michelle grew on me. I think oh, I love Michelle. Like, I think she is actually a gentle soul and a kind heart. And um, I saw her butt get buttered. So that's, you know, that's where that ends. You'll never get more close to somebody after you've seen their butt get buttered. Yeah, no. Buttery butt is just... I'm ready to see her find love after that. Yeah, I think I think anybody wants to be like, hey, can we do that date over again? And Everybody's just kind of like, you know what? You, you know, like at the beginning when like they get out of the of the limo and some of them have like some gags. Yeah, I hope somebody has sticks of butter. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. What if they just walk out and they're just buttered up and they just walk in? In, in just fucking whitey tidy underwear, and they're just like, that familiar? She just goes, that was my least favorite date, actually. I have PTSD because of that date. Are they just covered in oatmeal? That. <laughs> 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 they walk in, they look at her, they're standing face to face. Hey, I'm Adam, and I'm going to be on this season of The Bachelorette competing for your love. Dump just a bunch of... <laughs> a Some bunch of milk and oatmeal. <laughs> just... <laughs> all over you <laughs> some 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 stupid ass pun oh you happy to see me oh that sucked that was so bad I'm yeah very yeah act like that didn't happen i'm sorry but, so all in all adam what's, what's our future are we going to continue covering because we'll talk about some of that stuff for sure i don't know what we're going to talk about that's a great question. Wait, wait, but, but before anything else, though, I want to I wanna ask this question to you. Did you see the part where Matt gets the ring? Yeah. He just took it. <laughs> Nobody paid for anything. He goes, oh, this is good. Puts it into his pocket. He looked at the most expensive ring and goes, 
I bet you I could sell this for three times what it's worth. I'm going to keep this, I think. And the guy just goes, uh, you can't, I'm going to keep this. Looks at him again. Can we again. talk about that, that ring guy, though? Did you, did you catch his name by chance? No. What was his name? Not a clue. But he's a winner. He, not only is he a, a ring and diamond expert, that dude was a therapist. He was better than Chris Harrison ever was. How about him for The Bachelor? Like, uh, you know, upper 50s, upper yeah. 60 Bachelor? That would be crazy. No, no, I'm talking about him as the host for The Bachelor. Oh, I thought you were saying like an elderly Bachelor show. I mean, I'd like that too. <laughs> that would be outraged. Everything would be so classy. And the winner would get the greatest rose, I mean, not rose, ring of all time. Yeah, yeah, it'd be the one uh, from the Titanic. Which is what every girl wants. Yeah. Did they ever find that? No, that's back in the ocean. They'll find it eventually. But that's not real. <laughs> yeah, huh? No. <laughs> You're trying to tell me Rose is not a real person? From the Titanic? No, it's not based on a real story. Hold on. I There have been like people who like say it could be like, that could have been a real story, but it's not... How would anybody even have that knowledge? Uh, because Rose lived. We're <laughs> Jack and Rose based on real people. No. <laughs> Jack Dawson and Rose DeWitt portrayed in the movie by Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are most, almost entirely fictional. Almost, almost entirely fictional. So not entirely fictional. The only part that was real was the fact that Titanic went down. <laughs> Uh, but why is there an answer of when did the real Rose from Titanic die? She died on March 12, 1998 at the age of 105. I don't know. Was that when the movie got filmed? <laughs> oh, God. I'm look, just looking at like people also asking the very last question. You ready for this? Yeah. How many kids died on the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> Who is looking this up? <laughs> oh my God, they got an exact number. A total of 59 out of the 126 children aged 14 or under sadly died. Damn. Pour one so out for them. So you people, you're not only are you getting a, a great experience of a podcast, but now you all know that the Titanic is relatively fake. How many children died on it and how old the actual Rose died? Only correction there. It's not relatively fake. It is completely fake. The only, no. the only part of the movie that is factual is the fact that the Titanic went down. Hold on. I read this last line here. James Cameron <laughs> modeled the character of Rose after American artist Beatrice Wood, who had no connection to Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like how you went before you go, is the Titanic built on a real story? Let's look it up. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, God, this, uh, hold on, hold on. Rose from the Titanic real person. So while you're doing that, uh, the last thing I just kind of want to touch about is, um, with that after dark thing or the after show, the rest of it was pretty much them just really coming for Rachel's head, just nonstop, like just 
really just kind of hammering home the fact that what she did was wrong and making her. Oh happy. shit. They like, were like talking about that. Dude, that was the whole thing. It was really uncomfortable. Like it was, it was a conversation that needed to happen, but like a man, like Acho was much more civil about it. I feel like, and was like much more of, Hey, it was wrong. You know, it was insensitive, but I don't think you're a bad person. You know what I mean? Like it's more of like, let's learn from that kind of thing. And right. Every everything else was much more just like attacking her, which everybody can have their own stance. It doesn't, you know, what I mean, one way or another, you're you're entitled to your own opinion, especially about the topic. I'm not going to tell anybody how they can feel or think about it, but it felt like it was. It took away from the actual show, but then again, it's hard to say that because that became the show at a, at a certain point. But the two of them broke up because of that. As a result. Matt didn't talk at all to to Michelle or Rachel. He just felt awkward. He kept his head down, barely talked, and just felt awkward. And it was kind of a it was kind of a very douchey way to end out the season. Not just for like, yeah. And I'm I'm not just saying like to defend like I'm not defending Rachel here for Michelle too. Like she barely got any closure. She barely got any time to talk. And sure, I'm sure it's an emotional thing for him. But it's like, dude, you signed up for this. Like people want to know how your relationship's going. People want to answers. You kind of got to grow a set here. Yeah. I mean, the only thing he grew really was his beard. but Which is a um, good beard we've already established. Yeah, definitely above the average. Um, two things. First of all, when was, when was that picture that Rachel took taken? Was that an older? Like, 2018. Okay. So, I mean, not that it makes it any better, but no. somebody obviously dug into her past, and she probably could have thought that went through before she dated an African-American male. Sure. Um, and two, stuck that she got fucking roasted because that's like going to be the perception of her now forever. For and, sure. And you know, unfortunately, that's media, but you also kind of have to be smarter than that when you're developing this huge following of people who want to know who you are and dive into your life. Because if you look at anybody who's been on these shows, they skyrocket into fame. Sure. You got to, you know, I would say, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't call him friend, but I wouldn't call him not a friend. Uh, he was on the last season of The Bachelorette. And I remember, like, when he started, he was, like, 8,000, 9,000 followers because he was, a, you know, a, a cycling buff. Like, he's the guy in Arizona, like, at least between Scottsdale and Tempe, that teaches and instructs class. Every, everybody, every fucking girl in that area knows him. And uh, and now I think he has, like, 50,000 maybe, something like that, okay. which is nuts. I don't know if I can handle 50,000 followers. You just break down and start to cry. I don't know if I'd be like happy about it or like, that's just pretty intrusive. If you think about it's it. It's also just a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's, it, I mean, it's having your eye, like your whole career under a microscope. Like I'm, I'm a bit more prepared for it just because of my profession. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's something that I kind of want, like, I, but like, not just for the fame factor, but just what you can do with it. I think if you have that much of a following, you can mobilize it to actually get stuff accomplished and sure. get goals accomplished. And that's personally why, I, you know what I mean? Like why I would be interested in having that much of a following. But I think the biggest thing, and I, we don't like to be very serious in this podcast, but the one thing to take from it, not to take from it, but my take on it, I should say is it is okay to hold people accountable for things. That's fine. Full out canceling someone and going to the point of trying to ruin their life and make them 
feel a mistake for the rest of their lives is a different thing. And that's yeah. why, that's why I feel bad about the current situation. I'm not defending her. There's no, you know what I mean? It's not, there, there's no. no defense for it, but at the same time, it's like one of those things that it's like, once you voice that it was wrong and you understand that it was wrong, it's like the same thing with your parents. When you screw up and you sneak out or something like that, you get in trouble for a little bit, but you don't hold on to it for the rest of your life. It's just like, it's over. You get punished, you know what I mean? Whatever, but you got to let it go. It's not that big of a deal. Well, not that it's not that big of a deal. I don't want to say that. That's the, you know what I mean? That's not what I mean, but it's, you move on. Right. I think if there's, we're going to take away one thing here. This is for, for all you people that are listening, maybe looking for jobs, applying to school still, comb out your social media. A hundred percent. That was the stupidest anything thing. That's, if you have anything that's even questionable, I'll never forget. My aunt yelled at me because I had a bottle or like I had a picture of like all the bottles my roommate and I crushed our freshman year Very cool. on my Instagram. And I was like, I'm kind of a badass. I drink a lot. And then, you know, hindsight 2020, I'm like, why the fuck did I post that? Because now people are just going to think I'm an alcoholic at 20 years old. Because you want people to know that you were crushing and slamming beers, man. That's dope. Yeah, it's like those people that have like an entire living room just covered in fucking beer boxes. Like the uh, oh, dude, I hate that. I, that was they did. We did that in my first apartment because my one roommate wanted to do it, and me and my me and Josh were like, no. We don't want that. That's douchebaggy. We don't want that. And he did it. Josh had a cool thing. You know how like people put like bottles on the top of like the cabinets and stuff like that. Josh is a big yeah. IPA guy. So he would always get different IPAs and it took him till the end of the year to fill up the whole cabinet. But like, it'd be like a different IPA across the whole thing. And IPAs have awesome. Yeah. They have like awesome patterns. You know what I mean? Like their designs are really cool. Good so, art. Yeah, exactly. So it actually, it looked cool. It was cool. Anyway, Deviating, we just really got got lost on that one. But sure. I will, I'll say this, um, very interesting experience, I think, covering The Bachelor. I think we learned a lot about ourselves and what our anticipations of dating life should be like, just from really, you know, publicly ridiculing the show. And who knows? Maybe I'll be on it. I thought you were going to host. The goal is to go on to lose but to gain the hearts of millions of Americans, mobilize that into me becoming the host, control the bachelor, control other people's love lives from afar, and hopefully make some people married. And do it for the, us uh, short kings out here. Do it for the short kings, baby. We still out here, short kings. We have feelings. We have hearts. And we're proving to everybody that we can be good looking and that we – are coming back. Justin Bieber, Zac Efron, Mark Wahlberg, every other little little guy. Kevin Hart. <laughs> you, you know what they say, Adam? Little guy, big heart. Little guy, big heart. I think that's a great way to end the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. I don't know what we're yelling about! <laughs> <laughs>